0: Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with the idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. So last week, I didn't publish a post, um, but I did publish a video on my YouTube channel. Wait, did I not mention the YouTube channel? Yes, the name of the channel is Be Your Own Kind and the link can be found in the description box. So what I've learned is video editing takes a lot of work, maybe even skill, but I'm winking it and I'm learning a lot. Watching other YouTube channels have become very helpful, well the videos that are pertaining to building a channel. Otherwise, I find myself getting distracted by all the celebrity news, which brings me to today's topic. But before we delve into that, don't forget to visit my page, BeYourOwnKind.com to read my latest posts. Also please follow me on social media. My handles can be found in the description box. Also if you like what you see, hear, and read, please feel free to donate. Avenues to do so are also in that description box. Most importantly please share, share, share this video. As always, thank you for your support. As you know, I love celebrity gossip. The more I listen to bloggers, the more I realize the artists with the most tea are releasing the least music. Back in my high school and college years, my bestie Linnea Esquire and I used to exchange music all the time, so I thought it was more than appropriate for me to invite him to my podcast. I mentioned to him the shenanigans of these artists and how their social media presence is heightened over their talent. We now have celebrities that don't go through talent development training. No one is editing the things that are said and done on social media. Some celebrities are creating false narratives and doing obscene things on social media. And I really just wish someone would revoke some of these IG lives. Well, enough of my rantings, as I want to introduce a man I've known for 19 plus years. I have watched him grow from a laid back teenager to a cool, collected, educated man. I am so proud of the person he has evolved to be and more ecstatic to call him my friend. I introduce to you all Lenny Darnell Esquire. G, thank you for being a guest on my podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, The honor is all mine.
0: (laughs) You're so smooth. (laughs) Tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, Sure. So my name is Lenny Darnell Hubbard. Uh, I am Renita's really, 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 really good friend of approximately 20 years now. Um, yeah. I know right um, I live in Atlanta uh, I am an attorney um, in the field of immigration um, I'm on the good side so I protect the people, saving families and That's whatnot. what's up um, I love sports um, the Bears are my favorite team I love music um, and in my spare time I like to party still
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are. You are the party. You are like. You know how people say life of the party? No. You are the party. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's interesting that you even brought up music because I feel like that was kind of the the foundation of our friendship in the first yeah. place because we met at a radio station. Yes, um, and so, after a while, we used to just exchange, you know, uh, songs and things like that, and artists burn. and stuff, like, well, music would, <laughs> huh?
1: Burn, burn CDs.
0: Yes, burn CDs, <laughs> all of the when life was great, make all the mix CDs in the world. What was just the name of that, like, Napster or something like that?
1: Yeah, we had Napster, um, LimeWire. Um, oh, Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh,
0: those those were the days.
1: I still have some of that actual music on my computer, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, like songs that are probably not even on streaming services. um, I still have a lot of that. Like, you know, Aaliyah's music is nowhere on streaming service, but I like bought all her CDs, especially the last one before she passed. Because I think we Mm -hmm. were in the record store together when we bought it and you were like yeah I
0: still have mine
1: yeah we were like we're gonna buy it because we liked her you know we didn't buy it after the fact once she passed um like most people did so yeah still have still have all
0: of that yeah and I'm happy we bought it because like you said it's not even on the streaming services and they said they were gonna release it um on her birthday but they only released some of it and I don't even think it was like the, the good songs exactly yeah so um I know a couple of weeks back um, we briefly talked about social media influence in the in- entertainment industry. And I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on <laughs> how one influences the other?
1: Um, I feel like there are some individuals that are kind of like monkey see, monkey do um, with the whole social media movement. I feel like um, we as human beings have a responsibility to um, uphold you know society. Society is like black people. Um, and I feel like sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle because some people do what's popular. Um, and by that, you know, not necessarily putting out the truth or putting out these facades where they just make it seem like I want you to know only this side of the information. Um and uh-huh. particularly um, with social injustices and change within the community, um, I feel like, and I've always said this um, for those that have the ability to do the change, that we need to do a little bit more, um, especially on that platform. Like, everything is about numbers now versus, you know, we, we are very unique as individuals because we grew up in... A world where we did not have social media, where you had to actually go out and research and talk to people um, to figure out the answer, right. or try to create a movement. And I feel like now um, that we have social media and that we now are able to plan um, a little bit more effectively, that sometimes, you know, some artists kind of miss the mark with that. Um, and for me personally, like I said, I just want everyone to be great and everyone to succeed um, as far as with music is concerned um, it is a plus side because it is it is a, now a, an easier way to not only promote you know the music that they put out there but also it gives social media an opportunity to interact and meet you know um, celebrities or fans of music that you are like uh, I would have never envisioned in all of the years of you know uh me growing up that I would meet certain artists that I loved and adored. And because of social media, I've had that opportunity. So, you know, um, don't want to make it seem like social media is all negative, but- um, It's upside. It yeah. Yeah.
0: What celebrities have you met?
1: Well, you know, as a young shorty, you know, was always, <laughs> <laughs> I was my girlfriend. And, like, yes and, you know like the fact that now i'm able to interact with her and she actually knows who i am um is like a big deal to me because i never would have thought at the age of nine that someone that i looked at on tv and just thought was the most beautiful girl that i would interact with her and then the fact that i can go see her on broadway and go you know, to concerts and go on stage and recorded videos with her you know um that's like top top icing of the cake for me um i've met other artists um like i said maybe um i've got a chance to meet um uh, um, i got a chance to actually meet um while they were still in death's child um i got to meet beyonce kelly and michelle through social media um I got to meet Donnell Jones. Um, I won a contest through social media that he had. Um, I know there's a lot of other artists that, you know, kind of probably slipped in my mind, but those are definitely ones that I'm just thinking like as an adolescent that I probably never would have ever thought that I would have the opportunity to meet. So
0: all Right, all right. That's dope. That's dope. Maybe I should be more social meet me, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) I would love to meet I don't don't know who I would want to meet now. I know back in the day, Ludacris was was everything, you know. Um, So, I don't know. I might still like to meet him, though. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I think you kind of answered the question. The next question was, "Do you feel social media ranks higher than talent?" And the only reason why I'm not trying to put down the influence of social media, but like earlier, you know, um, Derek mentioned an actress, and he was like, "No, she's a star." I'm like, "No, just because you're an actress or just because you can sing, it doesn't make you a star." In my opinion, you know, like it's that certain star power. Like people who are stars are most likely are not the best singers. You know, some of them not the best singers they're not the. it's just they have that I don't know that aura about them that just draw am I making sense it just just draws attention to you know yeah so but nowadays I don't I don't know about star power anymore because it's like people come today, gone tomorrow, and their social media presence seems to reign higher than their talent. You know, so what do you think about that?
1: Um, Again, I think it's with the gift and the curse with that situation where nowadays it doesn't necessarily take talent to be a star. You got a pretty face, nice body, you look good. You can hold a note. Then you can become a celebrity or you can become a, a singer or a star. You know, you have... Um, and I don't know when this happened, but it's like no one really particularly goes through artist development. Like, you know, when I think of artist development, I think of like making a band. <laughs> and, you know, I think of Clive Davis and it's like hey you know I need to teach you about media training I need to teach you about stage presence vocals of talent you know um, the 90's were all about that like it was very seldom that you would have an artist that would be as popular as some of the current artists um, they sh- their popularity would be based on their talent and not their social media presence you know Um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's kind of like a slap in the face to those that came before them that you know that they don't really particularly and I'm not speaking for them but I'm just saying like the way that it appears that they don't take that gift and talent too seriously it's like they rather be posting online what they're wearing go on live and just have random conversations with people versus like being in the studio or being on stage and perfecting their particular craft Um, so I don't know I, I feel that I think it is a slight shift in the culture but I hope that it's nothing that stays around longer because I ideally like flat-footed singers like I want you to get up there and sing like I don't want to go to a concert and I'm singing 90% of the concert for you (laughs) you know it's like I paid my money for you to actually perform and so for me it's like you know to the legends and you know those that we grew up with like anytime that they have a show I know that they're going to pretty much put on a show so you know I will definitely go ahead and spend my hard-earned money um to go see those acts and you know I do support you know the newer acts you know I love Ari Lennox you know contrary to what people I know people you know take jabs at Summer Walker but I think you know you know she is caught up in a situation that unfortunately is not really all her fault um you know um, as far as her um condition um but you know, I do feel like she is very talented on wax, you know, so um
0: kudos That's to it. those
1: yeah, you know, kudos to those that actually are out here singing and not getting on a stage and performing to a backing track ninety percent of the time, you
0: know? yeah, and I, I don't know, I think fame grew too fast for summer walker like she wasn't ready for it like in my opinion like yeah. you know i don't think she thought she was gonna blow up as big as she did yeah. and then when she reached it she was like oh what's this you can't control when anxiety hits you know so like you i do but i do agree that it's beyond you know her control
1: and it's the responsibility of the rec these record labels nowadays you know um, i mean i know growing up, like, from what we've seen with Parastel in The Face and Bad Boy, that, you know, record labels haven't always been a great vessel, per se, for artists, but I feel like nowadays, it's just like, they just threw all the artist development out the window. It's like, we only care about the sales, the music, the touring money, and that's it. So, um...
0: I agree it should be some type of social media um, manager for some of these artists you know like <laughs> like they some people should not be handling their own Instagram a lot of them <laughs> you know so but you know I I don't know I, I spoke with um someone from the newer generation and she was saying you know back in the day you know it was a disservice to the fans to not know the personal lives you know of of the celebrities from um, them being human and now we have the opportunity to view celebrities as human, you know, and they already have to deal with so much, so why can't we just let them be be human? And this conversation kind of derived from Ari Lennox when she was, you know, explaining her thoughts on winning the um it was the BET Awards. And my point was, you know, she was saying she worked hard, but my point to to this girl was, well, everyone else who lost, you know, that was nominated worked just as hard, you know? So it's kind of like a slap in the face to them. Like, it's almost like a, an entitlement. Like, I should have got it. And she was like, that's not the point. Why can't she be able to express herself? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm in the middle of it. You know, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel when you have a platform and it's just certain things that you should be mindful of. I feel like the perception of that is bad. Like, okay, what if other platforms is looking at her? You know what I'm saying? Like MTV, Grammys, people are looking at her and that's just a bad, I know optics and perception is, you know, fallacy to a point, but it's everything when you're in a certain profession. You know what I'm saying? Like even as a, even as a lawyer, there are certain things that, you know, you have to be mindful of because of your profession. You you get what I'm saying? Exactly. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. So, you're hoping that the music industry industry, you know, goes backwards and it's it's about the music again, but I don't know. I think this humanizing of celebrities is just going to be the new dynamic, you know, and, and I feel like this is this is the future, you know. Um and also, I guess I was watching a um a documentary about what is her name? Corinne. I don't know if you remember her. Corinne, the girl who wrote a book about all of her uh, relationships with celebrities.
1: Oh, so <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to voice that. But. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, like, I, no, no, no,
0: no. I think that um, she kind of set precedence for the side chick and for anybody to be open to be a celebrity, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, and with these free apps, it's like anybody can be famous at this point just for dating someone or being someone's baby mother, you know what I'm saying? Um, and do you think that this dilutes the celebrity status, you know, and or and is it actually a step forward, a step backward for the you know, for the meaning of being a celebrity?
1: Um so my take is I think it it opened the door to allow those who Um, have a talent to walk through that door. So I won't necessarily make it a complete negative situation um, because it opened the door for her, you know, to get in all these videos. And I think now she has even a radio show. Um, So I feel that social media um, for a lot of people, Um, It's kind of the key to their success. But again, not overly abusing the power once they receive it. You know, everybody comes along and gets their 15 minutes of fame. And then it's like, all right, so how are you going to take this and elevate it? You know, kind of going back to what I spoke about, having a responsibility with the power that you possess. Right. So look at, you know cardi you know how she started out you know went from the dance club to reality tv and told herself like yo in these two seasons i'm out because i want my music to speak for who i am and now look at her you know and i think without social media she probably wouldn't have had that vessel to kind of push her to that forefront um so Mm -hmm. i respect it in that sense um, because, like I say, a lot of people were kind of driven from social media. A couple of uh, artists, you know, even, you know, in the prime of their careers, like with the whole formatting of American Idol, you know, social media and things like that kind of played into a factor to make someone who may have not had a normal, quote unquote, opportunity to find fame, you know, find that fame. So, Um, I feel like if you can adjust yourself um, to um, not letting social media take over you in your particular career, then Mm -hmm. I'm good with it. Like, I don't want... I don't feel that everyone... It's not for everyone, you know, Um, but I do feel there's a certain part of that um, entity that should be part of your celebrity because nowadays people want to feel like they can have access to you no matter how you are you know Um, so especially as a newer artist like some of the already established artists like they can probably get away with it because it's like I haven't had to use it beforehand like you know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine, like, Aretha Franklin with, like, an <laughs> Instagram or no. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, say not like, at all. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm good with it. Whereas, you know, you know, thinking, like, Monica, she uses it as, like, a closet. Like, she be on there with like $10,000. she be sharp. So, you know, she'd be sharp. she be sharp. She, 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 <laughs> she, <be shy. laughs> she said, I ain't gonna give y'all no music, but I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna be on there looking sharp for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's like, you gotta take it. You gotta, you gotta roll with the punches and take it how you
0: can, so, yeah. Yeah, but the fans, they they grab the fans by the music, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. me, I don't care what's in your closet. I want an album, <laughs> and I want it now. Like, like with Rihanna, like, I'm very happy about Finzie, but I was super sad that she didn't come out with her album last year. And I don't believe her this year. Like I just I believe it when I see it. I'm not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things
1: where we just don't have to wait. And,
0: right. and- Right. And I see what you're saying about the upside of it. I just feel like, just to piggyback what we said before, like it's lack of training, lack of development training, you know? And once they have this platform, I guess, do you think it's the responsibility of for them to reach out for this training or it should be something that's just required or handed to them, you know? I don't know.
1: I think it's, it just, it determines on how, how much of a hold that you have on your actual career like, if you're like a new artist that is coming out to the world, Mm -hmm. I feel like it should be the responsibility of the label to give you that particular training to say, hey, this is ideally what we want to present, what we want your social media presence to present as an actual artist, right? Now you're already in a developed artist, then I kind of feel like it should be like a 50-50 because a part of me, you know, if I were like me, you know, Darnell, like if I were to go out and be an artist now at the age of 36, I would feel like, well, I would want some type of personal control of my own social media, but yes, I would still want the influence and information from the label to say, hey, all right. Here's where you need to promote certain things or here's what you need to say or here's what you need not to say, you know, but I would still feel like I would want to have certain interactions, um, with the fan base. So it's kind of like Mm -hmm. a slippery slope, you know, I feel like you have to, you have to earn that just like you earn your accolades through the industry. I feel like you have to earn your complete social media handling. Um, As an artist, because you don't want to go in there and then say something ill will, and then you put your PR team in a bad predicament, you know. So, you know, the shade room is definitely good at catching people slipping up and saying certain things that particularly they're not supposed to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they catch
1: everyone. (laughs) You
0: know, and this is—I don't know—have you ever heard of the rapper No Name?
1: No, I was actually trying to research them um, when you told me.
0: Yeah, she is a um Chicago-based rapper. She's kind of um what do they call it? Conscious, a conscious rapper. And because she's a conscious rapper, um she she got upset because her fan base are white people. And she says she doesn't feel comfortable performing for an all-white audience because she uses the N-word, you know, so she doesn't feel comfortable when they're rapping with her while she's saying this word. And she says because her fan base is white, she doesn't want to rap anymore. And I get what she's saying, but it's kind of slapping the face for the people that support you, you know?
1: But I don't she know. has a, she has a simple solution. Just don't use the N word.
0: <laughs> no, she's going to quit rapping. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, just don't say things you don't want your audience to say back to you, you know? That's exactly. just like Lizzo, I mean, she has a um, more of a white fan base, and I don't think that's what she was going for, but she's not slapping. You know I'm saying? I didn't want this, this white fan base, so I don't, you know, stuff your Grammy. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, yes. you, yeah. she's rolling with the punches. You can't control who supports you, you know? Exactly. And you should appreciate all type of support. So, you know, like, has she had a manager? Who knows if the managers are telling them not to say things and they doing it anyway, you know? Because I feel like most of these things that the celebrities do are impulsive anyway. You know, so it, it, management can't manage impulsive. They just can't, you know? So, um, you know, her fans, her fans are just kind of like, okay, you know, but now she's supposed to be in Coachella. So it's like, what? <laughs>
1: So, you go to the whitest of white festivals, yo. <laughs> and now
0: you're be out here saying,
1: like, for real. I mean, cause Beyonce got up there and said nigga about a good 15 times. So, I mean, listen, you just gotta roll with the punches on that one, ma'am. Because if you put that energy out there as an artist and those lyrics, then they're gonna sing along to it.
0: Exactly. Because it's 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 in the song.
1: It's in the song. (laughs) And if you feel, and if personally, like if I feel like if there's something, that that's that's like that's like our our parents growing up. Like they didn't want us to curse, but they would use curse words at us. You know what I'm saying? Like go get your beep down. You know. Well, okay, if I go to school and say the same thing, I'm in trouble. So it's like you gotta have some type of accountability. You know. Put out there what she wants to receive back. So.
0: And see, that's the word right there, accountability, because some of these celebrities just say things. And Cardi B, for instance, when she, you know, told the guy to, the mom, what, get AIDS or something, she was like, well, I'm not even going to apologize because y'all not going to believe me anyway. But the apology isn't for the public. The apology is to that dude and his mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a terrible thing to say. And then people are like, well, that's just the hood. People say, I've never heard anyone wish a disease on anyone like ugh. you know and, and people still love her and there's no account no one's holding her accountable for the stuff that she says no one holds these celebrities unless, unless they don't like them anymore you know like for instance R. Kelly's been R. Kelly for how many years and now all of a sudden he's a monster and surviving him are you serious yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we are, little,
1: as Chicagoans we knew we all had right. friends that went to Kenwood. We all had friends that went to Rock and Roll McDonald's. You know, we 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 knew. You know, we knew about Aaliyah. Like, so it's like now because this thing has blown up completely. Now it's like, oh, woe is me. We didn't know, but like we said, we we grew up in Chicago. We grew up in it. We we were having invites to. Mansion parties at R. Kelly's, like
0: right. And he was at champaign Urbana too. Like he was just sitting in the talent shows, chilling. Like he was a student. Like he was like an everyday person. He wasn't even a celebrity anymore. Like oh hey, hey Kelly. Like
1: right. <laughs> hey Kelly, I can. Tell you. You know, like,
0: uh. right. So so back to my statement when Hollywood wanna wanna like quote unquote make an example out of someone, that's when we start holding people accountable for their actions. You know you know because everyone from chicago like this been going on and a lot of people take that the wrong way like well you're victim shame i'm not victim shaming i'm just fact checking like this is something that's been going on for a really like doesn't make it right but it's not a secret it's not new news you know <laughs> so right so i guess accountability you know depends on you know where how hollywood felt that day <laughs> So, uh, to lighten up the conversation, <laughs> what are your favorite artists currently?
1: Oh, currently. Um, so, I won't be cliche, because we already know that I love friends, So, regardless. Yes. Um, right. Um, I really, really do love um, Ari Lennox. Um, I think her last album was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari gives me the same love that I had when I first heard "Sweet." You remember that was our album. <laughs> um, so I would definitely say um, Ari Lennox. Um, I would definitely say Wale. Um, it's one of like my favorite artists/slash rappers out right now. Um, I love Tiana Taylor and um, yeah top three BYOK
0: Staple Question (laughs) and the last question your Be Your Own Kind staple question is if you could describe yourself in one word what would it be?
1: word to describe myself Um, it would be capital a ambitious Um, yeah I think um, growing up um, I've always had like this strong desire to succeed and uplift I think that's why I've always been in a situation to always friend so many people um, and kind of have this idea of my own movement, my own community that's prospering, being the black excellence that we are. Um, it also kind of tripled into what I wanted to do with my life because I kind of was in this pattern of like all right I'm in college but I really don't know what I want to do and then what I wanted to do I couldn't pass the class so you know it was like all right what is it that I genuinely want to do and it's always to be a vessel and help those who particularly cannot help themselves, um, which is why I kind of just stumbled into um, becoming an attorney. And then when I realized my passion working at my previous company um, wasn't fulfilling um, because I was being more so of a vessel for the company and not the people in the company, Um, it's kind of why my heart now bleeds through for those um, that I'm Servicing within um, the immigrant community um, because a lot of them have no idea how the process goes and how to live their everyday life when all they want to do is just be citizens and work to uplift their families and their communities. So um, for me, I've always, like I said, had that drive and that ambition to uh, particularly just do well and succeed. However, success is defined. Um, I definitely, at the end of my lifetime, want to have that accolade um, and pass that down to not only my um, generation but those that are, you know, up and coming as well.
0: Dope. You you definitely um have had an impact on my life and I thank God that we crossed paths and that we've managed to be friends all these years. So, you know, I just personally want to tell you thank you for the contribution that you've you know, you made in my life. We
1: and, are a family and, like a giant
0: tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Chris things are all the time, <laughs> and uh, I would just like to thank you uh, for taking out the time to interview with me. It means it means so much to me, so thank you so much.
1: Pleasure, thank you so much. Great podcast, I'm proud of you for getting this off the ground, and keeping it going you know um, if I haven't told you I love and appreciate you that I'm telling you in the world now that I love and appreciate you and thank you again uh, for having me on the show
0: don't make me cry
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay guys until next time don't forget to be your own kind bye